Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number, what is it, Ivor? 391 of the Best Linux Game Podcast! Being recorded for you on this Friday, the 22nd of April, 2022, at uh, 7 o'clock sharp, 1800, or 1900 hours sharp, on a Friday, April 22nd. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, uh, 2022, 0422. 2022 0422. Okay. That's kind of weird. I guess every 22nd day is a little strange these days. Of course, every day is fucking strange. Um, crack engineer. Wow, pow! Ivor Molina over there in the booth. My voice just cracked. That was awesome. Uh, holding up the whiskey sign. Cheers, Ivor. Last drink before you're fired. Back to your shit, shit bird. Get the fuck out. Mmm. We have a short show for you this week. And every time I say that, what does that mean, Ivor? We'll be here till Christmas! Oh, we'll get the case, Gregor! 
I don't know why I have to fucking do that every... Just Jonathan Price in that role is so great. I haven't even seen that movie in like five years. It's Ronin, by the way. Oh, we'll get the fucking case, won't we, Gregor? We'll get the case, don't you worry. Oh. <laughs> the IRA terrorist. Oh, that, my accent's a little more Scottish than Irish. But anyway. Um... Let's get straight to it with our top stories. First of all, the first ever in eight years of this show, I am reversing the judgment that we made last week on our full comprehensive review of Weird West. Like, we've managed to fucking walk this tightrope at least a hundred times. But it was inevitable that one day we would make a mistake. I will say that Weird West, with another eight hours, immediately after I recorded that review, I booted up Weird West because I like playing it because it's a good game. It's a little expensive. It's 40 bucks. Um, I booted it up again. And I'm playing as my second adventure character. And I found out that you do... There is a way for you to keep the inventories of the characters that you had. You just can't keep the money or the purple um, actual uh, Alexa, stop. Or the pur- sorry about that. Or the purple um, skills that you assigned to that character. You can still keep all the golden aces and all of the purple. Um, nymph relics that you've collected, you just have to go back and find that character who was you and make them join your party again. And on top of that, if you're even smarter than that, you could deposit those things in your safe deposit box or on your horse's saddlebags, because those exist also independently across adventures. So, due to those two changes, which are huge, but it took me four hours uh, in my new game as my new adventurer who happens to be a pig man, which is very interesting to play as, for me to discover that what I had said last week was wrong, and not only was it wrong, it's 180 degrees wrong, and that completely changes the complexion of the review of that game. It is worth 40 bucks, full price, all price, every price, every day. It's the first time we've ever gotten that wrong. Um, I mean, I, I beat in the game, I logged 36 hours in the game, or something like that, and I just got it fucking wrong. It, if, if I played for another 20 minutes, though, I would have rejoined my old character. You know, but I thought, like, three hours in the new life was, like, enough time to, you know, get, you know, the feel of what the fuck was gonna happen. No. You can get all your shit back. Um, and that completely changed, seriously, changes the complexion of that, of that review. And I apologize to, uh, to, uh, Weird Austin or whoever the fuck. Uh, well, thank you, Ivor. You're fired. You're fired, motherfucker. Wolf Eye Studios. I apologize. I, I apologize to Wolf Eye Studios for that massive. I mean, that's a massive error. But you know, it, it it's understandable. I hope it's understandable, and it, it shouldn't affect their sales. They've already sold over four hundred thousand copies. So. 
Good on them. Good on them, lads. And they've pushed quality, um, quality of life updates that are encouraging. Not that there's a lot that needs to be changed in that game. Anyway, so this week, instead of I, I even, I even uh, put it in the notes, Ivor. Yeah, I know. This is an audible. We're doing instead of our destruct off, which was going to be instruments of destruction versus Abris, but Abris is a puzzle game, and I hate puzzle games, and I much rather just talk about instruments of destruction. We're going to talk about neither of them. We're going to save instruments of destruction for next week because they keep constantly updating it with new parts, and I'm hoping that they're going to add ailerons. But spoiler alert, Instruments of Destruction, go buy that fucking game. Just go buy Instruments of Destruction. Also, double spoiler alert, our review this week, Nightmare Reaper, reviewed. I've beaten the game, I've started a new game plus, I am 15 levels into new game plus, I feel like, I feel very confident that this, this week, unlike last week, I will be able to equip myself competently with a complete review! Of the spoiler alert, you need to buy this game right now. It's worth full price, all price, any price, every price, all the time, every day, you know, blah. So there you go. There's your money shot. How's that for a short episode? We can go home, Ivor. Well, I can go home. Well, you have to go home. I'm at home. Oh, yeah, no, you have to go. Oh, you don't have a home? All right, well, hit hit the bricks, shitbird. You're fired. Mm. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of the... No, just kidding. Ivor based him with the review. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So. You're a little girl. Teenager, actually. Maybe 17, 18 tops. You wake up. In your cell, the sounds of the screams of the other inmates in the asylum. Filtering into your room, through the walls, through the pipes through the doors on your walls evidently you've been drawing lately drawing satanic symbols and bizarre bizarre sentences and incantations and languages that don't evidently exist on your little work table you have everything you need by the way you have a sink, a toilet a shelf full of crayons and colored pencils and books. And you have a little video, handheld video game console with you as well. But it's you, this bed, this weird map that doesn't make any sense, and these drawings that change on your walls every time you go to sleep. Oh, and there's two other things in there. Pile of papers, uh, 
stacked on your desk and you can read they're from your doctor he does not seem like he's very useful the door to your cell is locked the view outside of your tiny window in pixel trash rendered in glorious pixel trash through the bars you can see trees as time goes by though eventually you'll see other things you'll see buildings being constructed you'll see them be completed you'll see the weather change day and night change your room change and then there's the bed where you sleep and when you go to sleep the whole world changes oh when you're smiling when you're smiling see Nightmare Reaper is a first person shooter procedurally generated pixel trash game with some of the most complicated and expert expertly executed procedural generation algorithms for uh, fully traversable two and a half two and a half 3D, meaning your enemies and you and everything else are sprites and you can look at them from the side but they look like a line obviously, but they're they're animated they, they're not in 3D, they are they are 2.5 3D and so what you get is this voxel world with all these destructible objects and, and etc but anyway my dreams they aren't as empty so you go to sleep and you wake up as the Nightmare Reaper. Now, I learned a long time ago in college, in dream studies class, that dreams serve one of two one of two functions. They're either compensatory, like if you've undergone something that's really bad, something bad has happened to you, you'll find that you'll for instance, when I had a I I was uh, 16 years old. I, I, I had a DUI. And thank God they got me because I was going to kill. I probably would have killed somebody. Um, those are the first words out of my mouth when they pulled me over because I was fucking wasted. Um, I was 16, you know. It was, you know, bad on me. I spent a lot of time in jail. I didn't hit anybody. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't crash into anything. I just got pulled over. They got me. They got me good. Um, but uh, when I got out of jail, when I was in jail, I didn't dream at all. And all I did was sleep. When I got out of jail, the full weight and consequences of the reality 
the actions that I had taken, the irresponsibility, the the idiocy, the insanity of it, um, you know, all hit me like a fucking meteor, like in Don't Look Up, you know, my 16-year-old brain. Luckily, none of this is on my record. It was all expunged because I was 16. Um, and all I wanted to do was sleep. And all my dreams during that period were of me being Indiana fucking Jones. It was weird. Indiana, I had never been Indiana Jones in any of my, but these were like hardcore, I am Indiana Jones dreams. And it wasn't until I took a dream studies class in college. Billy Pilgrim. That was actually his name. I know. He was a great teacher. He was a great prof. I wanted to actually go to study uh, at the Stanford Sleep Center. Um, and I wanted to become a phenomenologist. This is a long time ago. This is a long, long time ago. Um, and that was when I was 17. But, uh, I learned that dreams, generally speaking, serve one of two functions. They're either compensatory following, you know, major damage. Or they're warnings. They're warnings that are wrapped in allegory and riddles that are not that difficult to interpret. Anyway, I do lucid, I've been lucid dreaming for 20 years now, easily. Um, it's why I don't have nightmares anymore. Um, but dreams are either compensatory or they're warnings to things that your subconscious mind does not think you are paying enough attention to and like I said they're generally an allegory for something else they're you know like for instance, if you're behind on your mortgage in your dream or you end up in high school and you're unprepared and you're naked or you fucking find out that day that you've had a dog in another house that you've never visited those are not telling you that you need to visit you know, the house with your other dog that you do not have in your waking life those are telling you that there's something that you're not taking care of. It's very easy to tease out these sorts of things. But anyway, so in this game, you go to sleep and you wake up and you're the Nightmare Reaper. And as the Nightmare Reaper, you will battle your way through three, through, I think, 25 sets, 20 sets, something like that. I didn't count. Um, Ivor, thank you. You're fired. Fucking Christ. Let's find out. I want to know because I know and I know how to find out. I know how to find out. But anyway, um, oh. Here we go. The hospital guide. Level 15. 
21, 34, 43, 49, 56, 65, 74, There we go. So there's like 74 different levels, but it might actually be more like 200 and 200 plus levels because here's the thing. The game generates a level when you enter the dream world and you become the Nightmare Reaper instead of just a crazy little girl locked in an insane asylum. And the Nightmare Reaper is badass. She is completely compensatory to your fucking enfeebled self who can't even open her cell door, can only stare longingly out at, you know, the hillside and the tree. Which, oh my god, the lighting effects in this game are gorgeous. For Pixel Trash, they're unbelievable. The physics and everything in this game are unbelievable. They're so good. If you like Duke Nukem 3D, this game outdoes Duke Nukem 3D. If you like the original Serious Sam games, this game outdoes the original Serious Sam games. For being procedurally generated, if you like procedurally generated roguelike games, looter shooters, where, because here's the deal, you're going to kill a lot of fucking horrific demons and they're broken each each area is broken up into three procedurally generated maps the third one always ends in a boss encounter which is always a static kind of thing um so when it says 74 I'm not sure if it's 210 that'd be 21 or whatever times 70 or if it's 74 sleep missions and I'll explain why without you know blah but they get progressively harder and then eventually you'll beat the game eventually you'll be able to explore other aspects of the hospital and unlock the arenas and the arenas are great but before we get too far ahead so you're killing all these bad guys and they drop weapons and they drop gold coins that you can collect and you, you can die you can be killed in the dream world which returns you straight to your cell and you can just look right back down at your bed and go to sleep again and it will be a different map It'll be the it'll, like you know like if it's if it's the putrid sewers one that you died in it'll be the putrid sewers one again but it will not be the same putrid it will generate a new map for you this makes the game phenomenally interesting to me because the procedural generation for algorithm that they wrote for this game is 
something that I have spent more than just enough time to say that I've fucked around with. I have like extensively fucked around with. This is three-dimensional map making, the likes of which you know, blah, and it's so good. Only very, very rarely will you get anything that is really bizarre. Lots of it will be unfair, but that's kind of the point. Like the 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 developers, I gotta interview this. I gotta interview the the the, the developer of this game. I have to, um, because this is one of the best games. You know, blah. Right now, I'm at a hundred. I'm at. 64.3 hours and I unlocked 128 of 149 achievements. That's 85%. And my last achievement that I got that was super rare was completing a level with 100% toxicity, which under one, under 2% of players have achieved. Um, today I achieved by 125 skills from the tree, which 4.6% of players have achieved. So, at this point, I think I'm fairly qualified to you know, stick a fork in this fucker and review it. So, your goal in each one of these Dreamworld missions is to get to the sigil of ba- the blue sigil of Baphomet in the final room. You have to find it first. There's a map it's procedurally generated. It's based only off of what you've seen. It's just like Doom, Ed, or actually, I don't even remember if Doom had a map. But uh, it's magnificently effective. There's two map modes. You can carry, eventually once you upgrade your, well, here you go. So at first you'll die a lot. At first you'll die a lot. But then eventually, you'll complete your first mission, and you will be allowed to keep one of one of the guns that you've picked up during your run. And this can be 20 out of 20 different guns. Out of 30 different guns. I think 30 is the max. It's something like that. It's blah. You can only keep one, and it has to be a level one weapon. And then you wake up back in your cell. And I'm not going to explain the rest of the hospital or anything, but I will tell you this. Eventually, you'll find a game cartridge in your dream world. And the game cartridge unlocks the skill tree minigame, which is Super Mario Brothers 3 with a penguin instead of one of the Mario Brothers. Each each level on the map it's like the Super Mario Brothers 3 map is a uh, has two things that are underneath it the cost in gold coins it takes to buy access to that that map in a side scrolling pixel trash platformer you're playing on a handheld computer that you have in your cell not in your dream world, in the real world, but now you're in a game world. And the cost in, co- in coins that it, it, it requires to actually buy access to the map and what 
beating that map will give you such as you know unlock you know you can unlock the ability to carry to select uh to select and save at the end of a dream world it it does not explain any of this because this is all pixel trash it's very much 1995 but in a handheld um or like double jump uh whatever and then you play this perfunctory four screen um side scrolling platformer it's like Super Mario Brothers with you as a penguin and then you get to the the door at the end and you defeat enemies and stuff like that you get to the door at the end and then you're you're back to the main Super Mario Brothers 3 style map that that game is called Skill Tree eventually you'll get two other game cartridges for your handheld game. Now, what you do in Skill Tree affects what you do in Nightmare Reaper mode when you go to sleep. Now, Nightmare Reaper mode is actually a mode. That is when you get the Nightmare Reaper soda, because everything in in the Nightmare Reaper world in your dream world, is you just killing all the things that are trying to kill you in real life. And I'm not going to say anything more than that um, about that. But the great genius is you unlock, eventually you'll find two other cartridges. One is called Jade Tree. And Jade Tree is a space shooter with a map so you have freedom of navigation total sense of free will and stations and you have to explore you have to scan these locations which initiate a uh, side-scrolling shooter space shooter kind of thing that's also perfunctory but you know pretty fun they're all competently done and they're all um, enjoyable and they all confer upon you different upgrades and abilities that are permanent to your character in your dream world but all of them run off of a different currency blah the third game the third cartridge that you'll the the third cartridge is uh oh god what's it called i can't believe i can't remember what it's called it's my favorite. It's a Pokemon collection style game. Um, fuck! Anyway, you can access these games at any time, including during In Your Dream World game, but you can't change any of the things. Blah. Um, while you're dreaming. <laughs> What's ingenious about this is these three mini games, they're fully featured mini games that exist on your little handheld, this little deranged girl's handheld computer system, which is also how you access your main main menu and stuff. All of them work in different ways, and all of them 
offer generally different ways to upgrade your character and all of them operate off of different aspects of currency. For instance, Jade Tree can only, you can only, I mean, you can earn Jade Tree points by killing stuff in Jade Tree, the minigame, but you don't want to do that. You want to go to, like, one of the arenas and you you gain access to the arenas. There are a lot of them. There are, like, seven of them, ten of them, eight of them, something like that. Uh, but they, they, you have to unlock them and they're, they're tricky to unlock because they involve exploring the hospital. Um, the hospital that's filled with hallucinations and other pseudo scary shit. The light sourcing in the game is amazing, by the way, in terms of just in the hospital and the desperate clawing scratchiness of like your attempts to interact with stuff. But nothing can hurt you in the hospital. The Pokemon skill tree game, you can get points for that game by beating, by completing a nightmare. By getting to that blue sigil of Baphomet on the floor in a nightmare thing. And we already met, and though that'll give you 100 points for that game where you capture and upgrade basically Pokemons and you make them fight each other for challenges. They're all very similar in that respect. Like you find a station in Jade Tree, it has all these things you can unlock and equip. Same thing with the Pokemon game tree, although they use pills and those are persistent super upgrades, generally speaking. Same thing with Jade Tree, though. Jade Tree also allows you to unlock a series of companions for your nightmare exploring perusal. Now, to the action. What can I tell you about the action in Nightmare Reaper? Um, it is intense. It is hard. It is explodey. It is so explodey and so intense that frequently, once you get about mid-game, you can't even tell what's going on and you're using dash so much through so many things that are exploding that it just looks like fireworks that please your brain. Your character, who is a monstrous badass, eventually will unlock the ability to go into Nightmare Reaper mode when she gets below uh, 20 health which means she just shoots fireballs out of her fucking hands both of them akimbo like rapid fire fireballs eventually you will get weapons that make nightmare reaper mode look like pussy shit eventually you will upgrade your character's dream world to such an extent that you will go through 40 fucking levels in the goddamn arena just chewing 
chewing through everything that opposes you. Oh, first it's 20, then it's 50, then it's 60, then it's 80, 180. It does not matter. All will explode in delicious blood. Um, you will get a grappling hook. You will get a dash. You will upgrade your dash so much. You will upgrade your weapons so much. You will gain the ability to have four weapons equipped at once. You will eventually beat the game. You will beat the game. And then you have to beat the hospital. Which is the only major problem I have with this game. Because beating the hospital did require me to go look up a game fact. And the game packs that I found, like the walkthroughs for how to unlock New Game Plus in the hospital were so complicated and so obtuse because it's such a complicated thing. It's simple, but it's very yeah, it's very specific. Um, I had to read every single fucking guide that I could find to figure out how to unlock New Game Plus. But then I did, and I'm in New Game Plus now. New Game Plus is just like the old game. Every mission is procedurally generated. The arenas are not. The arenas are masterworks of wave after wave, highly remunerative. I highly recommend that you spend most of your time as soon as you can because it's so remunerative and so fast-paced, you get money after you kill everything in a wave. You get jade tree points, and the jade tree is very flexible um, in that it'll let you go anywhere. And you can unlock a lot of shit. What type of shit am I talking about? Like, I already mentioned double jump and stuff like that, but it's generally percentage-based stuff. It's like 25% uh more shock damage, 15% more shock damage, 15% more fire damage, 15% more um, or 100% more throw damage if you pick up an item and throw it. Eventually, as you progress through the nightmares, the procedural generation gets more and more complex. It starts off in a very much enclosed center of the world kind of uh, voxel based boxy looking kind of thing eventually you get into Mirkwood Forest and then you get into like the the um, disavowed village which all of these are more and more open but eventually you get to the city and then you get a grappling hook which is fucking awesome the developers say that and then eventually you get you go other many other places the developers I think are currently working on two more campaigns for Nightmare Reaper um but I have to tell you that it is so satisfying it is such a great fucking first person shooter on its own, 
even if you strip out the procedural generation, even if you just said that, oh yeah, every game is has procedural generation that's this good, this complex, this elaborate, this um magnificent. Because eventually it gets very complicated. Like eventually, like you have to like get not just keys, but like you have to get items to power switches that but it's never becomes too much of a puzzler and every every nightmare sequence that you go through tells you how many enemies there are and how much treasure there is left in the level um and that's very useful because if there's only four enemies that spawn you know you're in trouble because those are all boss enemies and they're gonna have super buffs doubly so in New Game Plus where paying attention to what the buffs and debuffs are at the start of each procedurally generated level is extraordinarily important because if the enemies are going to do plus 100% damage, that means, you know, it takes two hits to kill you. You need to know that. You need to pay attention to that. So you have all of the great qualities of a roguelike, but the my favorite thing about Nightmare Reaper is probably the way that the three mini games that happen in the real world interact and cross over into your dream world. For gamers of a certain age, if you're old as fuck, that's French for saying if you're old as fuck like I am, you will remember the days when you used to play with like your G.I. Joes or whatever, and you would make them do things from your video games, and you would wish while you're playing your video games that your characters in your video games could do things that you could make your G.I. Joes and Legos do. That's what this game is. And it's all wrapped up in an infinitely replayable. There, From what I understand, there are three other New Game Plus levels. I'm gonna fucking truck my, truck my sorry ass through them until they get so hard that I can't even see straight. But there are finite levels to most of the mini-games that you play in the real world, in the hospital. After every nightmare that you successfully complete, you will find a new, poorly written, voiceover, perfunctory assessment that advances the plot from your ostensible doctor uh, in this hellish condition that you're in. And this is a spoiler alert, but I already said that you will explore the hospital. One day, you'll wake up and the door to your cell will be open and there will be a shadow little girl standing there and if you move towards her she'll disappear Nightmare Reaper earns Best Links Games podcast I mean you know this is it's always a joy it's one of the best games oh god it's wow it's a really good game it is really good just as an achievement for procedural generation three dimensional procedural generation is very difficult with this level of complexity one thing I wish is that the real world like when you're not dreaming I wish that that wasn't pixel trash too I wish that was hyper realistic 
that would be kind of cool but it also would kind of not be cool because it would kind of take you away from the magical wonderment it has been a long time since I've played a game for six hours a day for a week a long time like since seven days to die which I used to play fucking 14 hours a day for Christ's sake most days if I didn't have to work I would that's it Nightmare Reaper, I am pleased to say that Nightmare Reaper earns Best Linux Games Podcast ultimate award that we can confer. I mean, you know, we don't have much power here, but we can confer an award. It earns the full price, any price, all price, every price award. Uh, This game probably will never go on sale. I hope not. It should never go on sale because it is perfectly priced at $24.99. The soundtrack is great. Um, the graphics and the visuals are amazing. The game mechanics are not just sound. They are astonishing. One of the fucked up things though about the Linux version is I think there's cinema but it doesn't I can't see cinema in the game. Like when I go to the Nightmare, I'm looking at the Nightmare Reaper store page and there's some, oh yeah, the weapons. I should have mentioned this. But yeah, no, it earns our highest award. It's, it's best. It's, it's, it's worth full price, any price, all prices, any day, every year, all days of all years there are over 80 weapons and you can customize them little by little um eventually you'll unlock the ability to have four weapons at once and eventually you'll unlock the ability to save level 2 weapons to save level 3 weapons eventually you'll unlock the ability to save more than one weapon from each run which adds enormous flexibility. That's only in New Game Plus, though. Which I highly recommend. After you beat the game, you will want to play New Game Plus. Which is another reason why it earns our highest honor that we can bestow. Worth full price, any price. And because this game is so good, fundamentally, the mechanics of this game are so good. And because it starts off from a perspective of, we're going to make a pixel trash game, that's like a procedurally generated algorithm, you know, procedural procedural generated level level algorithm. It's never going to look dated. It's always going to look as dated as it looks now, which is something I've thought about in terms of my own games and stuff that I, I've been working on. Um, so I hope that they never put it on sale. I hope they. I hope they put it on sale for one week ever. And I hope they sell for $5. Because I think that this game could attract enough players. And that would be like in two years, I'd hope. Everyone owes these people $25. You know the old expression like, 
That guy walks around like he thinks the world owes him a fucking living. These guys, <laughs> folks behind this game, who, let's call them out. Ivor, again, you're fired! Blazing Bit Games. Developed by Blazing Bit Games, published by Blazing Bit Games. It is a magnificent game. And it gets, it taps into that whole idea where you, or like maybe if, if you didn't have G.I. Joe's, maybe you just played like video games if you're of a certain age. Or like Barbie or what, I don't know what the fuck, maybe play with yourself. I did. I, I sure did. I still do. Oh boy, I love playing with myself. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> That was funny. There's over 80 fucking weapons in this game. And they range from <laughs> the merely awesome to the ludicrous. <laughs> and I, I, it shows, like, I'm looking at the Steam Store page. It shows. But anyway, Blazing Bit Games has come out with a tour de force. Uh, the soundtrack is by the same guy who did Doom Eternal. By the way, I did not like Doom Eternal. Um, it is out of early access. And it does not get any more enjoyable than this, especially when you're high. But you don't have to be high to enjoy this game. This game is magnificent. So there you go. That's our show for this week. I'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And uh, remember. <laughs> You're just along for the ride, baby. best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.